I was trying to talk in the microphone. It just looked too dirty. If the dirty shoe fits. And maybe that's why they got no bids on it. Makes you look sad. Yeah, we're giving Art nothing to work with. Nope. Oh, Michael's riding a Sibian. It's not an infrequent thing. Maybe we should record a show. <laughs> Only for a second. Oh, that's not a bad idea. It is a bad idea. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. We're playing Call of Cthulhu in a homebrewed universe created by our keeper. And we're making up the story as we go in the moment. If you're enjoying what we do here and would like to support our efforts, you can do so and we would very much appreciate it. Just head over to underthelibrary.com support to learn more. One more time, we are doing a monthly giveaway for our Patreon supporters. Back to that, underthelibrary.com support. We're going to be giving away a copy of the Grand Grimoire of Cthulhu Mythos Magic. I did it. Uh, that drawing takes place at the end of the month. So get in there quick. It's only a few more days. And if you are a player or a GM of tabletop RPGs and would like to improve your storytelling or role-playing skills, or if you would like to make your game a safer, more inclusive and collaborative environment, you should definitely check out our other show. It is called Up Your RPG, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Also, before we start the show, I do want to just give a quick shout out to our friends over at Percentile Vice. Uh, they do actual play shows. They're good friends of our show here. And uh, you can find them at Percentile Vice, wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, and on Twitch. They do good work. Go check them out. With that, let's get starting the show. My name's Arthur. I am playing Buddy. Sadly, we are Rickless tonight, but we do have our Eddie back. So the Buddy and Eddie show is going to happen. Scott's playing Eddie. We are also joined by Chris as Pappy, Wayne as Sister B. Emily as Joe. And I got everybody. That is it, except for our keeper. His name's Michael. Michael, take it away. Thanks, Art, and thanks for joining us. Under the Library is a horror tabletop role-playing game, and as such, features themes of violence, gore, and other things that you should know are mature, but played by immature people. With that, if you were to laugh at a photo of a get well soon balloon tied to a roadkill carcass, then you're probably in the right place, which may or may not have happened. A <laughs> little, little, little on the nose. A little on the nose. Does okay. that mean I'm in the wrong place? Feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't laugh. Oh, no. I scrolled away. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, we'll turn it over to Emily, who will give you last week's recap, and we'll try to make the show a little bit friendlier for her this week. Oh, wait. No, that's that's too far. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Then we'll make it a lot meaner for her this week. Just no animal jokes. Okay. Okay. So, as we began last week, everybody, except for the Buddy and Eddie show, was at... Richard's house in Los Alamos. Sirens are blaring. Joe wants to go inside. 
but everybody else is just talking. I don't know. They they were they were wasting time. She knows of a hidden key, grabs it from the driveway, but while she's over there, saw a silhouetted figure, which turned out to be Betty Lou from the theater, who gave Hi. Joe a coin and asked her for ice cream. What was that, Keeper? You never came and saw me. Well, she's here now, right in the middle of my summary. <laughs> <laughs> Even Betty Lou interrupts you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Joe takes her and introduces her to everyone. And uh, Sister B smells her. And the smell <laughs> so weird. elicited a comforting memory from her childhood. Can I interject? Because I don't know that you'll put this in there, but Joe heroically tries to get through the front door for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Joe wanted to go inside and nobody else would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I, that I'm, was, just, yeah. I'm just putting that out yeah. there. Go ahead. I sorry. mean, when the sirens blare, everyone's supposed to go indoors. Yeah. You tried. You tried. Yeah. Really, if they all got eaten by the dogs, it wouldn't have been your fault. No. Okay. So, uh, Joe notices Pappy. They introduce themselves. Sam is suspicious and pulls his gun on Betty Lou. Joe yells at him, you're not my father, when he says, like, I'm going to try to protect you or whatever. Um, Rick's not here, so I can I can make fun of Sam. I guess I could do that anyway. Yep, that. Rick, if you're listening. Uh, We're still making fun of you. Keep listening. <laughs> anyway. Um, Joe does not really think that Sam is going to shoot her. So she just heads inside, invites Betty Lou, and um, Sister B also comes in. As Betty Lou touches her elbow, Joe has a vision. A vision of Carly leaving the house, packing everything in a rush and rushing off with Stephanie and Sister B also comes into contact with Betty Lou and she has a vision of being with Carly. Nope, that's a lie. Uh, Joe had the vision of Sister B, I'm so sorry, with Carly as a baby and there were apricots. Um, Anyway, it was a strange time. Not sure what's real and what's not at this point. Um, Sam is outside through all of this and he sees a convoy of headlights pass by, searchlights, they shine a light down the driveway, silhouetting him holding his gun. Pause for a minute, drive on. Uh, he's triggered by the light. He can't trust himself. He can't trust his own memory. He does head inside and he's looking for oven mitts in the kitchen and avoiding Betty Lou. Be tested Betty Lou by touching her while imagining her in the middle of a stormy ocean flailing and drowning. But as they touched, the vision changed. The ocean calmed and Betty Lou walked across the water. The sister realizes Betty Lou is too calm, too reserved and is suspicious. And as we ended the episode, Pappy discovered some symbols from his order on the bottom of the cabinets and they read behind that location, behind this location is important information to the order. Retrieve at all costs. Oh, Jesus. That one. Wrong one. Yep. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right button.
Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that was a little. Messy. I was listening to Hi, the guys. recap and I pushed the wrong button. Oh, it's some good button pushing. <laughs> <laughs> He'll find it eventually. Just give him a chance. Steve. <laughs> keep keep going. You'll find it. I just keep pushing around in places until I find the right <laughs> button to the left. <laughs> All right. So, can uh, while you have the records out, the book of yeah. lore, oh lore yeah, yeah. keeper, uh, could you go back a couple of weeks because my memory is that. Uh, Buddy and Ada were at gunpoint, and there were wolves falling on them, and snakes coming up through the floor. Is that what you have written down? So I'm pretty sure we were on a very cozy couch eating circus peanuts. I I think that that's what we were doing. Oh, okay. Hmm. And there may have been puppies? We just might have to retcon that whole vision. Okay. To add the puppies. So, no puppies. But where are we kittens, want- we- kittens. We're not allowed to have animals in this episode. No, they were not harmed. They're happy. They're purring kittens because they're they're cuddled up with us on a couch and watching us eat circus peanuts. And we won't let them eat the circus peanuts because they're bad for kittens. Oh, so you got the hallucinatory circus peanuts, which is actually going to tie into this episode pretty well. So go ahead, Lorekeeper. Do you just want the very end, or do you? Yeah, just okay. like a brief kind of where. So. Where we ended, they had been, they opened the door with the light, were blinded, slammed it closed, and retreated. There was yelling from this room where Lana was, and they hear a motor in the room, at which point they backtrack to the trap door, and there is something in front of it. Purple gas starts to pour from the pipes, and that's where we ended. Okay. I don't like that ending. Good luck, guys. It's kind of like in Batman. Remember when they go back the next week and change the ending just a little mm. bit? Because, right, you couldn't go back and look. Yeah. And the, the only open question, moments. Michael, was that um, we we had so we had posted something or put something in there to keep that trap door open. Mm-hmm. But I just don't recall. Did you say that something had taken that out? Uh, and the door the, had closed because like, we had wedged something in there to keep it open. Right. And so what what ended up happening is the door wasn't fully closed, but something was now in front of it so that as you pushed on it, you couldn't you couldn't get okay. it to open fully. So maybe you could see like cracks of light around it where it's a jar. OK, but it is a jar. Yeah. OK. Are we acting okay. now, or do you have more stuff you got to tell us? No, 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 no. Y'all are welcome to uh, oh, the, the purple. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> ah, it's going to be a night. Damn. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Buddy yeah, and Eddie. Art is just going to have to start banning <laughs> players left and right. <laughs> Man. Buddy and Eddie. Sure it'll just be I Buddy just, and Eddie. I, I just took one right to the chin. Ouch. <laughs> they fall down the stairs as their legs are broken out from under <laughs> <Right>. them. <laughs> okay. Uh, probably making you seem more confused. I don't like okay, it. So- I don't like it when Rick's not here. He's <laughs> the, he's a better target. <laughs> 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 funny. We could just spend the next hour and 20 minutes making fun of Rick. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. It's going to be okay. more fun than it's going to happen to us. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, I'm going to say, all right, buddy, do me a favor. See if you can get that door open. Um, buddy is going to um, try to begin breathing um, out the corner of the 
the hatch that is not all the way open to get some fresh air while trying to push. Okay. And make a strength roll. And I'm looking, not for nothing, but I'm looking behind us. I got my gun out in case those guys come after us. Okay, so which way are you facing? Holy fuck. He's facing... Uh, I'm assuming he's looking at the trapdoor. He's trap facing door. Buddy in like a human centipede sort Dick. of fashion so that as Buddy breathes in, Eddie gets some secondhand fresh air. Fresh, fresh air. Art, did you really roll well with these dice? I rolled a six. That's an extreme success on my strength roll. Okay. Uh, so, Eddie, as you're you're facing the other direction, this this pinks or this purple smoke is is pouring down the walls. It's very heavy as it starts to kind of settle on the floor. And so, it, if you have your light out, right there's this basically about a foot of purple mist that's uh, filling the floor. As that's happening, uh, you're hearing this voice and uh, the voice is, is saying to you, um, it sounds, this voice sounds very familiar and I need you to make a sand roll as you hear the voice. Is this both of us? No, no, no. Just, just Eddie? Uh, yeah, just Eddie. Mm, I got it. Regular okay. success. Or, yeah, 41. Okay. So, so you're only going to take a point of damage then for that. Uh, and and this, this voice that you hear uh, is one of your old partners, right? And you just very faintly, it, it's almost like you can hear her protesting or uh, fighting against somebody and arguing with them. Uh, you know in this moment that that can't be real, right? You know that this is probably a product of what's coming down. And as, you, as you're kind of trying to balance yourself, uh, buddy, tell me what you do to basically bust this cabinet back the other way. It's so, going to take extreme force. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking my head out, and I, I think Buddy's kind of panicking a little bit um, and is, like, just really trying to push the door open to give more space to breathe. Okay. Because um, right. I'm envisioning it, like, hinged at the top. Is that right? No, it's hinged on the side. Okay, then so I then I would be pushing on the side like opposite the body against it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right. So if it's the back of a cooler, then uh, all right, then that's fine. So if you're telling me that uh, you've managed to kind of get some footing on the on the top stair and really put your weight into it, and all of a sudden it gives a good we'll call it like six to eight inches. Okay. Yeah. Then I would, I would do the thing where I grab onto um, the frame with one hand and the door in the other and try and pry them apart. Okay. To get extra and, leverage. Um, and I, I would say, Eddie, Eddie, come help. It's starting to move. And you I think I'm here in Patty. I got to get the fuck out of this place. And I'm going to jump up and just try my best to sort of, I'm, Put my gun away, obviously, and I'm going to try my best to sort of pry it open with you. Okay. And y'all are, are pushing. It continues to give. And 
Uh, Did you it, need me to make here a roll in the, for that? No, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. But give... I rolled well. I rolled. <laughs> you what, made me what did you roll, it. Eddie? I rolled what a twenty-three. Roll? That's very nice. That supports Eddie's. I mean, Buddy's six. Very even. Even it's, it's y'all are strong. Congratulations. Okay, we're strong. <laughs> we're big so, boys. Uh, as yeah, y'all are, are pushing, you hear voices on the other side, and you hear one of them go, "Joe, Joe, they're coming through. They're coming through." And uh, from the other side, you get this blast of force that's pushing back against you. Uh, but you both already kind of have the leverage on the moment. On the so. Let me just double check. And here. if I, I mean, if it's wide enough, what I'm going to do is I'm going to scrabble on top and I'm going to sort of try and do like a roll to get out of there, pulling my gun at the same time. Definitely not that wide. It's going to, wide. yeah. Okay. And the problem that you're finding at this point is that you've created space and you're going to have a wide enough opening in a second, but you're going to be very exposed if you go through it. Do I, am I able to act? So I'm picturing myself sort of shouldered against the door and hands, uh, so you can see hands like this with, with my shoulder forward. I'm right. going to reach, um, actually, I'm going to reach with my left hand, okay. take my gun out, reach around, and just fire three or four shots real quick from where, where I hear the doing voice. That, I'm still bracing this so that they can't push it back, so I'm supporting him. Okay, and... Uh, Buddy, go ahead then make a roll for your shot. Uh, where's my firearms? And as you're making a roll for that, it's ah, success. All right. And uh, roll for the second shot as well. Okay. That is not a success. And uh, give me the third shot. I, I'll take a luck roll for this third shot. Okay, a luck roll is there. Okay, that's not a success either. Okay, <laughs> all of a sudden your dice have failed. Your, right. right. Uh, well, makes I got two and I missed two. Uh, seems well, fair. Oh, you hit twice. No, no, no. In terms of the oh, okay. the, the amount you of times I've rolled, yeah. Uh, roll yep. roll for damage on your first shot, please. Uh, sure thing. Uh, do 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 do. What do I, I roll? Oh shit! I, oh no, that's the right one. This one. Uh, so that would be four damage. Okay. Uh, so right after that first shot, right? Uh, you hear a guy scream out, "Oh, damn it!" And uh, then glass shattering as your second and third and fourth shots go off, mm -hmm. right? As I hear that really quickly, if it makes a difference, when I hear that guy scream like that, I'm going to hope that maybe he was one of the ones holding and I'm going to give an extra push trying to get this thing open even wider. Okay. And that's where I'll make your 23 come into play then. <laughs> and as soon as you do that, right, it goes flying. And... Uh, but yeah, I don't need to explain why. But yeah. it goes it goes flying, and uh, Eddie, our buddy, what are you doing? As all of a sudden, Eddie's like jammed this thing open, and um, I'm gonna come out, you know, gun drawn, and um, you know, do a quick assess 
uh, and you know, see if I need to fire more. And you'll hear me it, it, when I see you starting to move. I'm going to say, "Don't lose your cover. Don't lose your cover." Okay. Right now, what you're jumping into, then, buddy, as you move into the center, or or as you move out into the open, right? There's shattered glass along the front of the gas station now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, where the doorway was, we'll call it the door and the adjacent window are all shattered. So there's glass everywhere and immediately on the floor, you'll see some blood splots, uh, going out the doorway and this, this drink refrigerator is now really kind of busted up and hanging off the wall. And you also see a bent piece of pipe on the floor mm-hmm. that was probably mm-hmm. being used to prop the whole thing open okay. or and, closed. And no Sorry. people there? No people. Okay. So I'll try say, and find so some. As soon as he comes you're out. In the, so keeping in mind, right, you, make a spot hidden. I'll, okay. I'll, yeah. And for, while he's doing that, is when if I see him go out, I'm keeping the cover, but I've got now gun drawn and I'm sort of half cover and I'm, I'm looking and scanning the windows in addition to the door. So I'm looking to see if they're going to try and get at him through the windows, not just the door. Right. So remember, it's light inside the gas station. The lights were on mm-hmm. outside. It's dark except for the moon. Mm-hmm. I think we had a three quarter moon when we rolled on that. Uh, so it makes sense that, right, you can't really see much outside except mm-hmm. where the light kind of falls out. And now you don't have a reflection to worry about because, well, you shot out those windows. Yep. Yeah. Um, did you want to do something or should I? No, no go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to pick up that bar um, that's on the floor um, and just move away as I'm doing it. Swipe up and um, take out whatever lights are, are above me. Okay. And, <clears throat> and sort of move without- toward the door. Okay, and the, keep the, in mind what I'm that, trying to do is not rain glass down on myself, right? And as you or Eddie, of course, push the cooler forward. Right, mm-hmm. the cooler acts as kind of this natural wall between the bottom of the windows and where the door was. So you basically have a line. If you stay low, you're beneath cover. Oh, okay. The whole way around the gas station. Okay, then in that case, I'll I'll toss it. Okay. Up. Um. Because I, I just right. I don't want to be in a fishbowl in a lighted fishbowl. Yeah, that makes sense. And make a roll on your toss there. That sounded weird. Yeah. Right, so wait, did it. he toss it on or did he toss it off? <laughs> not even. Yeah. <laughs> there I assume this is Dex. Yeah. Yeah, it's a and success. I, okay, so you, you hit the light bulb. It shatters, and right, you're cloaked <clears> in <throat> darkness again. Eddie, you're really conscious of this hiss, though, right? That's been filling up the room below. And yep. none it, of the purple smoke's coming out, but you're just you're kind of aware of it. And you you hear this faint every once in a while. Eddie. Eddie. God this female it, voice. No, it's not you, Patty. You gotta get the fuck out of this place. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm I'm crouching low. And I'm taking sort of a defensive position again behind Buddy. Okay. And I'm basically, I'm, I've still got him scanning windows, but I'm sort of going right behind him and I'm trying to cover his back as he goes. So, and I'm going to, and I'm going to say, when we get to the door, you go right, I'll go left. Okay. 
stay uh, low. Yeah, so we'll stay low. crouching. Um, when we do get to the door, um, when we come out, um, I'm just, as soon as I hit the door, I'm just going to fire like two shots um, out, assuming that there's people looking at us and I just want them to think that I know where they are and that I'm firing at them. Really, I'm just trying to give myself a, a second. Okay. Um, and I want to make my way to the car. All right. And then, you know, of course I'm scanning as soon as I come out the door. Yeah. And again, if you're going back, like I'm, I'm staying with you, but I'm facing the opposite direction. So I'm, I'm basically doing a 180 scan, assuming you're doing the same on the other side. Mm -hmm. I remember the cars are parked right in front of the garage base, Mm -hmm. right? So you'd go out the door right along the building and the car or sorry, not cars car would be right there. Mm hmm. And yep. make a luck roll. Does luck mean you hit the car? Fuck, or you don't I didn't make that one either. That was close, but I didn't make it. Okay. And as you're moving down the side of the building toward the car, right, you're aware in the distance of headlights uh, headed your direction. They're pretty far off, but you're just kind of aware. Towards of us or away from okay. us? Towards us. Towards us. Okay. okay. Um. Then I do want to get to the car, okay, uh, and attempt to jump it. You know, I pulled the ignition wires out. I'm gonna try and. All right, I think that you'll have to take a little mechanical repair. At mm-hmm. does that seem like a disadvantage? Um, How badly you? I mean, did you take I, I don't know. Okay, I guess I, I don't know. It it's, doesn't. You know, it's up to you. All right. Those, those, you know, those are 1940s cars and 30s cars. That's I don't true. think it would be too tough, but uh, yeah. what the hell do I know? I, okay. I don't well, think I, right. you know I don't think Art we, could do it. But. Yeah. Well, we won't, we won't put it at a disadvantage, but uh, we'll put it at hard. It's already, be, it's already pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> given, given my mechanical repair skill. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. No. Okay. No, that was a 93. Oh, okay. Well, at least okay. I was going to say. If you had a 90 sticks, he'd that would have like, been amazing. Up. Buddy, buddy electrocutes himself. And the car blows up. <clears throat> so, I put this one in the gas tank, right? <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say, buddy, we got to get undercover. We got to find out who's coming. Could be the cops, but it could be something bad, but we got to be ready for it. Do, do you know how to make, make these cars work? I've seen it on TV. Yeah, it's not, I put a key it's in not that, that easy. The fucking thing, and it goes. I don't know anything about how wearing a car. You did oh, okay. And, and no, like just, TV, you mean telegraph? Uh, oh, right. right. Yeah, no, in the film reels. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, I we we gotta you know we gotta get on the cover real quick because if that car's coming pretty soon, we gotta be ready for it. We don't know what's coming at us. Okay. Does there appear to be anywhere where we could um, hide and be concealed? Sure. I mean, oh wait, really quickly, go back ten seconds. Um, When you say you say you know make it go, I say yeah, this is what I do, and I'm gonna pull down the visors or whatever, and open up the glove box and look for keys. Hey, just to help you out, they didn't have keys until 1949 in cars. They didn't exist. Huh? Buttons. Yeah, just but pressed, they just didn't press the button. Went. Yeah, like but, like American uh, Jeep. 
Except somebody <laughs> pulled all the ignition wires <laughs> right. out of the steering column. So that's the problem he's having, not the key. That's a shame. It ought to be really easy then to just make a connection that the button would have made. <laughs> it's just going to be two wires. You put them together and it'll go. But Buddy had to roll a 93. <laughs> I keep missing. That's <laughs> can't connect the two wires. It's dark out. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Can I just put them both in my mouth? <laughs> Will that make a connection? <laughs> I said, well, well, let me give it a try. I'll just see what happens. Yeah, I got I got a 20. Yeah. My, yeah. my mechanical is a 10. Yeah, that's what mine was, too. All right. Uh, so is there anywhere we can um, we can conceal ourselves? So I, the, the building's essentially a rectangle with a couple of garage bays from what you can tell. Mm-hmm. And that, though you know from being in there that, right, that's somewhat different than reality. And uh, so, what I was going to say is, I think, you know, I, I think maybe what we got to do is we got to get on the other side of the building. So we're not inside. I don't want to be in that place. It feels like a death trap to me. But let's let's make it so that we can see them coming up. And if they park we got a good view of them. We could see who it is. Uh, when they were coming toward us, are they far enough away that if we move, they're not going to see us? Yeah, I'd say you'd saw them like a mile off or so. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, then then we'll go around the side of the building. Yeah, yeah we got... I mean, it's so dark out that we, you know... Yeah, they, I think you're... My fine. assumption is they'd have to be pretty close or we'd have to be pretty backlit for them to see us. Mm-hmm. And in fact, as you're moving around the building, uh, the headlights pass you by. The car passes you by. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, interesting. And it just keeps going. Yeah. What did the car look like? Oh, 1940s car. Okay. Nothing. It's dark with yeah. headlights. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, uh, so and it's obviously as we're moving, just to restate or overstate, we're st- I'm still scanning. I'm mm-hmm. still doing sort of my 180 look. I'm I'm still thinking these guys are out there looking for us, and yeah. we're looking for them. Yeah. And do we hear sure. anything? I mean, yeah, it would be essentially right. That you're in this really tense moment of cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. One car's just passed you, and now you're just—it's where you're keenly aware of everything, right? Mm-hmm. There's another set of headlights coming, and where these guys are. Uh, so it's just this really kind of tense atmosphere. Okay. Uh, you can make a listen roll. In, in well, he's making a listen. I'm gonna put my body between my light and the cars coming at us, so they won't necessarily see this. I'm gonna keep it dim, but I want to sort of pop the light on and off because I'm looking for a blood trail relative to the door because I know okay. a guy got shot. So if Wait. he left, he's probably bleeding. Yeah, and I probably should have asked which side of the building did y'all go around? Did you go around the garage side or around the broken glass side? The, the car is in front of the garage side, right? Right, yep. Yeah, so I was picturing the garage side. Does okay. that work for you, Scott? Sure. Okay. All right, Scott, give me a spot hidden. Getting a little roll heavy tonight, but I got to see where this goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you already you know, did the massive strength roll to blow my <laughs> expectations of where it was headed. So I, yeah, so power I got in a, full, a like, let's success. figure it out mode. All right. You've picked up a blood trail. It exited the door. It seems to have stopped about where you did to, uh, in fact, there's a little bit in the driver's seat. Like maybe this figure poked his head in the car and tried to 
to get something going with the car and then you see it going around the building and if you're both on that side of the building you would hear some really muffled oh all right it's not clear right but you and and it's pretty low but off about somewhere in in the open area off the end of the garage end of the building so uh, just to kind of mentally put this map into place, right? When you were standing underneath that door, obviously there was a room underground, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that y'all, that little hallway that y'all barricaded up that you heard the motor start in. Obviously there was some underground room there. So off pretty much in the trajectory of where that room would be, you're hearing some muffled uh, moans coming from the ground. Okay. Um, so it's quiet, Liz. I can. I want to whisper to you. If we can take him alive, let's not put any more bullets in him. But there's probably more than one. I'd, I'd at least one of these guys. I'd like to have a conversation with him instead of making him dead. We gotta. If we don't find out what happened to Lana, we're gonna have a couple dead guys and no answers. Okay. Um, are there, uh, so we're around the side of the building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is the ground dirt here? Yes. Um, can we see other footprints? Mm. Yeah. Do another spot hidden here. Aha. Uh, that is a success. It's just a regular success. Okay. And there's several footprints, right? that this is pretty trafficked area so there's really okay you're not making out anything distinct okay but it it sounds like it's it's supporting your theory that someone helped him get out well i mean he was there there somebody was talking to somebody else talking to someone yeah Uh, so it's gonna be at least two left him yeah um i mean he may have he may may have taken off um but uh so do you think there's another entrance back there I'm wondering if that's, I wonder if there's another entrance to get in because they just dropped poison gas, right? Right outside their door. They must have another way out. Yeah. Otherwise, they're stupider than I thought. Okay. Well, let's let's keep going. See what we can find. We got to help Lana. And we're going to keep low. And if we, if we, and like, if we got to put more bullets on him to keep alive, that's what we're going to do. Okay. If I lose the chance to talk to him, I'd rather do that than lose you. That's very sweet. Okay, uh, so we'll keep going around, um, and you know, just super carefully, looking really carefully, listening, trying to get closer. And uh, okay. you know, I'm more worried about someone else than the wounded person. And as you make your way away from the building, right? I'm understanding y'all right. You're w- making your way. Uh, lights cut off the or come off the highway not cut off but the is turning into the gas station and so you see this spray of headlights come across the driveway in y'all's general direction okay um is there any cover oh. uh, back to the side of the building so when we're out there i thought we were a lot more remote than that when so we have headlights literally going across us as the because somebody just turned into the gas station. 
Oh, oh, oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I they think pulled if, off the highway. I think if I knew that there was a car coming and that there was a chance of us being exposed, we would. I, I would have wanted to be behind the building. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just make a here. I'll. All right. So the the headlights don't land on you. What okay. what I mean is the basically they catch the corner of the building and they shine out in front of you so that you okay. know. Y'all are still kind of in the cover of the building, but you know that somebody's just pulled, pulled into in the front of the big building. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you can also make a spot hidden as that happens. I'll give you like double bonus territory here. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is a, a hard success. And I All just right. got a regular success. So about 30 feet out in front of you, you catch a flash off of. Uh, what looks like some wood with like maybe a hasp or something like that uh, about like right off in front of you from those headlights as they pulled in. Okay. So a door. Mm. Yeah. The entrance. Okay. So the secret layer. Yep. Uh, okay. But we, we got to is... keep I want to see what's coming out of that car. Yep. Um, is there some anything in the area? that would allow me to lock that door. Ooh, there's a pipe. No, a I threw broken it. glass on it. I, yeah. In the yeah. building. You make a luck roll. I mean, it's a, it's a car repair facility. There could be an old. That is exactly. I made it. Sure. There, there's uh, a piece of pipe, piece of lead pipe, off behind the building, maybe there's a stack of lead pipes. Okay. Yeah, then I want to extremely quietly wedge that in there so that that door is closed. And now as you're as you're picking up the pipe, right? That door is about 30 feet away from you. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's right? the part that I think Artie you are missing is yeah. that we're we're at the building undercover. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we're going to watch what this car is doing before we go deal with that yep, door. Yeah, fine. Yeah. And uh and so while he's doing the while he's getting his pipes, um I am guarding again like I'm watching the car looking to see what's coming out. Okay. And a giant man gets out of the car as you're looking. It probably weighs about 300 pounds. And, you know, somewhere in the five, eight region. And he yells out uh, as he gets out of the car. He goes. Who's who's out here? I want to say you show yourselves. Come on out and show yourselves. The police are on the way and you have violated my establishment. Not saying anything. Me either. <laughs> okay. Um, I am watching that door though. Okay. And if if it moves, I'm running and jumping on it. Okay. And I and I'm watching him. I want to see if he draws anything. And I'm also looking to see at the building if anyone goes to join him. Okay. And he 
reaches back into his car and gets something out of the car. And uh, I'm going to roll for you just to see if you don't mind. Oh, my gosh. I rolled really well for y'all. And he appears to be tucking something into his waistband. He's looking back over his shoulder. And uh, you definitely, as you're peeking, see a couple of more headlights coming from down the highway. Is and, there somewhere to flee to? Like, is there a, a, a you know, a wood line or a rock, you know, like a mountain area, or, you know, anywhere that we could like, if we wanted to book it, is there somewhere that we could make it to, to kind of, if we wanted to try and run away? You're pretty much in kind of the flatlands, right? Uh, on top of uh, a pretty wide plateau. Okay. Uh, anywhere that you would book it would be like back to town. I mean, there's just, there's not a lot of cover out here. Okay. Kind of ideas. Yeah. I think we see. I'm just going to whisper to you, we got to see if it's the cops. I got to play the FBI card on them and see if we can get out of this. Okay. But if it's if it's more of his goons at some point, I, I hate to say it, but I think we got to start filling people with bullets because if they, if they get too many of them, they're going to surround us. You are wearing my patience thin. I'd like to say one more time, Come out and let's have a discussion about what's going on in my establishment or I will make no hesitation in filling everything here full of holes. All right. I'm going to I say, all right, I got to do something. And I'm going to call out and I'm going to say, all right, listen, mister. My name is Eddie Ten Fingers Del Dingendorf. I'm with the FBI. And I got to tell you something. If you know what's going on in your establishment, the very last thing I'm going to do is trust you. I have no idea what you're talking about, Mr. What did you say your name is? Eddie Ten Fingers. That's all you got to call me. My friends call me Dill Dingendorf, and that ain't you. Huh. So you, well, that you is tell fine. me something. Did you call the cops? Are, those, are, are the cops on their way? I believe that those sets of headlights, if you can see them off in the distance yonder, will be the friendly local police of Los Alamos. That'd be great. I'd love to talk to them. I just saw you tuck a piece in your in your waistband. So if you think we're going to come out there and talk to you when you got a piece and you're going to bear down on us with it, you're crazy. I do hope that you have some credentials to prove the authenticity of your statement, because based at the looks of my establishment, you have done serious damage to it. Oh, we did. And we, you're lucky we didn't do more damage with your, with your poison gas and your kidnapping. When I'm done with this, the FBI is going to own your business. If you, if you're, if you own a business and they're doing this stuff and you didn't know about it, you got bigger problems, man. So yeah, we'll wait. Once those cops show up and I see their badges, You'll see my badge. So uh, make a psychology roll. What is my psychology? Holy shit. We have, we have a, I got a three. 
Oh. And my and not for nothing, but my I put a lot into it, so my extreme is eleven. So Oh my wow. goodness. Y'all are y'all are just out rolling the story tonight. All right. <clears throat> There's hesitation in his voice, and you question really when he said that those were the police coming. Uh, whether you believe him that those are actually the police. And even if they are actually the police, whether you can trust that they aren't paid off. Mm. Right. You're, I guess we'll call it your Eddie sense, right. Is setting off too many alarms about the current situation. I, li- I like to refer I, to it as my Eddie tingle. That's what okay. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, how can you not? <laughs> how can you not make that joke? It's too perfect. <laughs> I get my Eddie tingles vibrating in all the right places. Uh, And so what that says is, uh, as he retorts back to you, he goes, regardless of what you think you've seen here, I will be repaid in whole for the damages incurred upon my establishment. And that, statement says all to Eddie he needs to know about the current predicament that you're in. And in your ear, right from where Buddy's standing, you hear this woman's voice whisper in your ear, you gotta get out of here, Eddie. Yeah, we do. And I'm gonna, so this is what I'm gonna say to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean over and I'm gonna say, Buddy, we gotta rush him and take his car. I th- I think I think you're right, Eddie. I don't like it, but I think we got to get out of here before those other cars get here. All right, so we'll both draw. We'll both go. If we can keep from pulling bullets in them, we will. Otherwise, this has got to end right now. Mm-hmm. So I think together, let's go. We start sprinting at them, mm-hmm. guns aimed, and say, get away from the car. Get away from the car. Oh, and as soon as you do that, he's going to draw. Okay. All right. I'm firing. Firing. All right, y'all go first. God damn it. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah, good success. Okay, uh, roll for damage. Oh, fucker. I don't know how to. I've been rolling online and hold on. That's okay. Yeah, we'll talk you through it. it. So you want the one with the numbers on it. And you're going to use the numbers that correspond to your damage on your weapon type. (laughs) I rolled a 12. Holy. 2d6 plus two. Mm. All right. uh, Some good roll in there, Eddie. He is a large target. Mm -hmm. And uh, as... You see him go for his weapon, right? Your instincts kick in. Uh, Buddy's shot goes wild because uh, he's he's trying Running. to run too hard. And Eddie, you just kind of hold up and you take aim and you hit this guy uh, right between the eyes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I'm not slowing down. Yep. I get there and if he's falling near the car, I'm throwing him away. Hopefully mm-hmm. he's falling away from the car. 
And I'm just saying, get in, get in, yep, get in. I'm going right in. And you're the driver. You've okay. been the better driver. So I'm going over and I'm going to be covering you. All right. Okay. And we're going to take it off. Y'all are, y'all are jumping in the car, driving away. You hear. Okay. You hear several shots go off from the direction of the gas station at mm-hmm. the car yep. right uh, they all yeah yep. uh nothing nothing yeah, yeah, hits. Yeah. we're staying nice and low and mm-hmm. we're yeah we're not nothing, we're not turning around we're heading away we're just going mm-hmm. straight shot nothing hits the car and as you're pulling off uh which direction do you go do you go back towards los alamos or are you headed out of town towards essentially abiquiu um i think away from the cars right yeah, I was gonna say yeah. whatever the whatever direction the cars are, we're going the opposite. Yeah. All right, so they're coming from Los Alamos, so y'all are headed out of town towards Abiquiu. And on that note, we'll take a break. Whoo! Okay, Woo! let's take a quick break, and we will see everybody after. We are back from break, Michael. Back to you. Awesome. So we are inside Richard's house with Pappy, Sister B, and Joe, and. Anybody remember her name? Well, of course I do. I'm the lore keeper. There you go. It's Miss Betty Lou. <laughs> I should say that Buddy and Eddie show was so stressful. I got to eat, eat a circus peanut. Take your time. So may Whew. I ask, Poppy, how obvious are you being about examining the symbols? Would we notice or are you being no, kind of surreptitious? I, no, it was, uh, I uh, went down to the uh, the floor um i forget oh, yeah, why did i had why a ruse you were it, like he yeah, looks like he was tying or... his shoe he checked his <laughs> shoe and then he even said as he stood back up he took some lint and mm. and brushed the lint off his fingertips yeah. so that it looked very fluidly was, yeah super fluid okay. surreptitious uh if you want to i i mean if you really want to like have a look at it you could do uh, Pappy's stealth versus Joe's spot hidden. I Y'all really wouldn't mind. Joe's a pretty curious little kid. Okay. 22. And what kind of success level is that for you? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, my stealth, uh, that would be a hard success. Okay. Okay. Then you got it. All right. Okay. So you don't you don't essentially see anything. And everybody's back up above the counter. Sam has gone into the other room opening and closing cabinets. Did Sam find his mitts? I don't know. I'm oh. gonna say since he's not here, maybe not. Huh. That's a shame. Yeah. You know what he did find? A giant cobra. No, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> And so, anyway, she has poured glasses of whiskey and passed them around. Uh, Sister B, you had this kind of wild vision where you tried to drown her and she came walking across the waters to you. That's where he ended, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I'll leave it to y'all what y'all want to, where y'all want to pick this conversation up with her. Uh, because uh, she's, she's sipping on her whiskey. She seems quite comfortable in the room. 
And uh, she does look at you curiously from time to time, Joe. Um, you you catch it, and I don't know that she she doesn't she certainly doesn't look sinister because we've already kind of gone over that affect of calm that she exudes, and she tends to bring down the intensity in a room. Um, mm. But you catch her looking at you, and that makes you uneasy because well, you're Joe, and if yeah. somebody keeps looking at you that's not good. Off. not good betty lou can i ask you a question why yes child you remember when we met for the first time well i remember everything you told me it wasn't the first time you thought you already knew me and you have a good memory too honey I just, but it was the first time. How did you know those things about me? Well, and I tell you, I know quite a few things about you. Some of those things you probably don't want to know yourself. And this would be an earshot of all of you. And that, that would be enough to give you pause uh joe yes. it's not it's not a it's not an attack by her but it, it's it is it's, a veiled threat to joe make a psych roll on that let's see how okay. if you if that I'd be curious okay. how you read it well i rolled a 91 then it's a veiled threat to you joe yeah yeah, because if somebody, I, I'm beginning to believe that she really does know things about me that she shouldn't know. And she's just reminded me of that. And so she would probably see the change in my affect because I didn't say anything in response after that, but I would just kind of like, I, I was engaged in this conversation mm -hmm. and reaching out to her in a way. And I would just draw inward. Yeah. And then she would turn to Pappy and say, and what brings you dear sir to our neck of the woods? Well, ma'am, I'm just here looking for a good friend of mine. And have you found that good friend? Uh, no, ma'am, I, I haven't as yet. Uh, but uh, uh, jo uh, Joe here uh, knows my friend. And who's your I friend? Because I do know a lot of people. And why, yes, Joe. Maybe I'm mixing up player knowledge with the uh, character knowledge that's that's a possibility but my friend uh uh my friend boone knew uh knew richard and uh oh actually he uh yes he did mention that uh uh he knew uh a fella named richard and a fella named uh einstein and uh, someone named joe and someone named uh Kali. I can't remember Mr. Einstein's real name. I don't know what you're talking about with Einstein. Uh, science, sciencey uh, fellow. Oh, oh, Rutherford. I, Rutherford, that's oh. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boone told me. Boone told me about the the uh, you know people he was uh, 
you know, sent, sent, sent me a letter talking about the, uh, the, the people he was, uh, he was with down here. And oh, wow. it, would make, it would make sense that Pappy would make a mistake while talking about this with you, Joe, because Pappy's a little preoccupied at the moment. You don't notice it, but Pappy, you're very preoccupied with what you've just seen below the counter and uh, you're fumbling or, yeah. or I have to. Well, I have to play it cool because I know I can't do anything about it until nighttime. But right. uh, yeah, I'm my head is full of what could this possibly be. So, yeah, I'm a bit distracted. OK. And uh, at this at this time, right, uh, you'll hear the there's a certain set of sirens that uh, signal the end of the hold. And those are going off in the background, right? And it's a it's a little bit kind of a shorter, uh, more sustained, like whoop 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 whoop. And then y'all are probably a little far off, but if you listened closely, you would uh, uh, you would hear the announcement saying, you know, the threat has been contained. The threat has been contained. You may leave your locations, right? And so kind of releasing the town uh, after whatever this emergency was. And so if you were in the vicinity of any of those patrol cars, you would be able to hear that. So I guess that means they uh, they caught those dogs. Hmm. Well... They never seem to catch them all. And what do you think they are that they're <clears> catching? <throat> well, I never really thought about it. I guess I just thought they might be like coyotes or something. Something you don't want running around your feet. You ever live anywhere else, Joe? Well. Of course you have. You don't know where I live. I'm just saying, you seem uh, like a girl about the world and that maybe you've lived in other places. What does that have to do with the dogs? You ever, you ever hear these things in other places you live? They have wild dogs or coyotes where you live? I mean, yeah, but not in town. There were no and, sirens. Yeah. They dispatch armies to go find these wild packs of dogs where you lived before, Joe? Well, no. Why, why are you asking me this? So why don't you think it's odd that where you are now, Sister B, you're de definitely a woman of the world. Like, oh, what's her name again? <laughs> <laughs> Betty, Betty Lou. Lou. Betty Lou. I said, oh, Betty Lou. And I just, she's sister to be still composing ghosts. Betty Lou, you know it is all a big lie. They are driving around. They have nothing to do with dogs. This is all a very, very silly theater that they do to scare the people in the town. You know it. I know it. What but I don't know it. I've been oh. hiding with the sirens for oh, years. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, sometimes when you listen to the people with the machines and the uniforms, they tell big lies. And they have been telling big lies for many, many years here. And there are many things going on behind the scenes. That's where I have questions, many things. And I don't believe a lot of things. Some even, sometimes even the things right around us, we shouldn't believe. She looks at uh, Betty Lou. 
And she looks back and she says, uh, "Sister, do you happen to have the time?" I don't. Uh, I don't have my uh, a Timex watch at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I cannot tell. But I would yeah. think, looking outside, that it is some time after. Actually, I don't know what time it is. Yeah, let's say seven thirty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she'll say, "You know, and I." Sister B, I do think you're right. And uh, my poor husband, he is going to be needing me. So I'll be excusing myself out the door if y'all don't mind. Um, but uh, I do look forward to seeing y'all again soon. And what would that visit be uh, for? Are you here to help us or are you here to just ask questions? Why, I'm here to help, Sister B. Don't you know that? And then, are you helping uh, our friend here, Joe? Why are you giving her uh, very big concerns and upsetting her? And hang on a sec. Hmm. Um. She reaches out for your hand. Mm-hmm. Sister B, and uh, what you see <clears throat> I- inside your head mm-hmm. makes you stumble. Okay. And you stand back up, you catch yourself, and you think you have to decide in this moment whether you mm-hmm. believe the vision that sister mm-hmm. b has or that that uh betty, betty lou, lou has shown you mm-hmm. or or you have to decide whether you believe uh that she's trying to put a bad influence on you what do i s- is what i see up to sister b is it like something and she conjures or i uh Everybody else, take your headphones off, but keep your eyes on me. I've just got to tell Sister B what she sees. Okay. Mm-hmm. You you see a vision of uh, the parents being attacked by a demon. Now, you don't know that they're Joe's parents, mm-hmm. um, but you see them being attacked from this perspective. And one of the perspectives you have is that they weren't attacked by a demon, but by human hands. And then it flashes away. Uh, do well, I get from, a... from reading your lips? I saw something about parrots being attacked. Yes, that was it. <laughs> Wait, did you say parrots? Parrots. parrots. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll stay behind the microphone from now on. You'll never guess. You'll never guess. Parrots being attacked or attacking? Uh, being attacked. So this vision that was uh, given to Sister B, you know, just uh, once again, perhaps with psychology, just she get a sense that it was something that is of benefit or that she's throwing in a malign way. Right. That's what that's what I need you to figure out how your character is going to receive that piece of information. Whether you think she's trying to that you you can you can roll for it or you can tell me how your character would receive it either way. Uh, Sister B is going to she sits she, she sit down and uh 
uh, put and put her hands on the table and, and look at the, uh, Betty Lou and she says, oh, Betty Lou and look right in the eye and just try to see her expression. And he says, oh, you talk to me in many ways. And as our great Lord talks to us in many ways, and you have uh, interesting things you can do. And I don't know if they come from a uh, wellspring of goodness or are you are trying to mislead some of the people around you? This I question. And, and she she's... looks she looks right back at you and she says, I do. I do need to depart here soon. But uh, I'll say <clears throat> this. Please, please keep an eye out for our young friend here. Uh, there are many things that are trying to trouble her. And I believe that you might be here to protect her. I can take care of myself. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, man. Um... And then she starts to head towards the front door and making her way out of out of Richard's house. Well, wait, wait. How could I find you again? Oh, well, you know, you could always come down and have an ice cream if you really need me. And she turns and she flicks you another quarter. <laughs> For the listeners, that was me grabbing the quarter. <laughs> that. <phew. laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I guess you must really like ice cream. Why I do. Uh, uh, Sister Beast, she will stand up and walk, walk with uh, Betty Lou and she'll walk her to the to the door and if she's leaving she'll walk her outside with her as okay well, um if that's okay and uh just to be alone for a moment with her uh and she's and when she gets outside uh with her you know closes the, the door and she says and he says oh i would only be at a moment i want to make sure our good friend here betty lou is uh okay and uh with all these uh, dogs around that may or may not harm her okay and, sure and I'm Joe's kind of distracted, actually, looking at the coin. Okay. okay. And so outside, uh, Sister B would say, so in, in the world that I come from, there are many mysteries and mystics and people who can do things and visions. And you can do that. You can put visions in my head. I saw that vision that you did. And uh, I, I will not share it with, uh, the, uh, with the person that you are thinking of. Uh, at the moment, it would be too disturbing. Uh, but why did you share that vision with me? You have some great powers. I knew some people who could do some things like this at one time. And she looks right back at you and she goes, and I understand that it's not in your nature to trust me or people like me. When things but are too beautiful and too good, you have to be questioning them because they could be deceiving us. These things are not beautiful, and I do not have the power to change them. However, that young friend of yours, keep an eye on her. You might be able to change her future, even though you can't change her past. So you are looking out for the, the road she is on and which way she will go. But why are you so keenly interested in this uh, young woman that we have just, I just met her? Uh, just twice. She has an object of great power in her possession, one that no person should wield. 
Is this something that uh, you are uh, interested in collecting for yourself? It's a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she goes, I have no interest in powers to be. I have no interest in, shall we say, taking from others. I only have an interest in restoring balance to this young woman's life. But that is not my journey. That is somebody else's. But it's, if this balance is restored to uh, Miss Jo, will that restore the balance that is seemed to have come out of the uncorked bottles we have going on around us and some of these strange going ons that some of us are interested in are starting to smell? She is merely a drop out of the bottle. But any drop that goes back and stays in the bottle would be a good thing. Uh, but there are far greater things afoot, Sister B, than your young friend there. So you are one of these uh, people or more that are around to keep the balance in this natural world that seems to have gone awry by some preternatural forces. But I must leave, Sister B. Time runs short now. I will see you again, though. I feel sure. Time on who and what? And she just starts moving down the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pushy nun. And uh, uh, one thing that's, uh, Joe, you you start kind of gazing off around the house and thinking about all that's happened. And normally this is the point at which you would do that thing, you know, where you scratch your thumb mm -hmm. with your finger. Uh, but and, and you're not even making conscious thought of that. But as you start to do that, the quarter gets stuck between your thumb and your finger. So that your fingers oh. not scratching at your thumb, it's scratching at the quarter. Um, okay. While they're outside conversing and Joe is kind of off in her realm, Pappy, is there anything you want to do? I'm not pushing you, but is there anything you want to do right now? Uh, or? No, I've just uh, uh, fished a hobo nickel out of my uh, pocket. Okay. And I'm uh, doing that thing where you roll it between your fingers, but I'm okay. doing it like absentmindedly, kind of yeah. like a you know, a fidget spinner. Yeah. Just to try to take my mind off things. Okay. All right. And what are you doing, Sister B? Um, is, is Betty Lou, is she getting in a car or walking away? Because it's dark. Yeah, she's just walking down the driveway. And it's dark enough that make a spot hidden. That's what I, that's what I want to do. She's, Sister B, spot hidden is pretty good. Oh, my God. She gets a extreme success. Okay, and so you're watching her in the moonlight. <clears throat> I want heading... she's going to follow a little bit. Okay, and she's heading down the driveway, mm -hmm. and she gets to the end of the driveway. You're kind of you know silent, pedaling behind her, and she moves right behind a tree, and uh, then she's gone and so much so that right you probably mm -hmm. I, I i don't want to put actions in your character here so mm -hmm. stop me if i go wrong but i think sister b would move quickly in that direction once she disappeared so sister b with her dexterity of 80 because she's <laughs> so that's her whole she's a gymnast at one time <laughs> and super stealthy so yes that's exactly what she was doing and up to she wanted to the second she would be 
out of sight, she was zipping it forward as fast as she could. Okay. And um, yeah, so as you zip forward, right, something's wrong. Like, yep. this lady didn't move that fast. And uh, is there anything unnatural in the air, a smell? Like when strange things happen, an electricity, a feeling, a static electricity, something, a light, anything. Oh, that's right. You have that that sniffy thing going. Your olfactory <laughs> superpower. She does. I was gonna say she's got. She does everything. So she's super suspicious of some of the games that were played by people and um, their Is tricks. It, yeah. Is a spot hidden okay to test your smell theory here? Will that does that line up? Yeah, Pretty closely. Okay, so because that. that's all in her realm of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm asking. Yep. Her ga- information gathering, and missed it by two, but I'm going to burn two luck to get it. Okay, and uh, you're standing there, sniffing the air, and uh, what what did you see when you smelled her, or what did you, yeah, what did you smell when you smelled her shirt sleeve? Oh, that was like this beautiful grassy field and being outside of like a, yeah. a Dhaka in the Eastern Europe. And so, right, you're kind of you're you're on a higher up plateau in Los Alamos. You're in kind of the same and and like you get this whiff of grass all around you, like fresh mowed lawn all around you. Hmm. Huh. And nothing else, nothing uh, visual that happened or something lingering other than that, or even a movement of the leaves or the branches from, you know, if I may, perhaps there's no breeze and something's moving. Not, not a thing. Just the smell of the fresh cut grass. And gone. And so she, she's uh, understands now that uh, this, this woman or creature can move in different ways. Hmm. And uh, before we wrap for the night, Joe, Pappy, anything y'all want to do? I think this is a fine place for Joe to wrap. Pappy? All right. Are y'all thinking y'all are going to bed down at Richard's for the night tonight? Yeah, that was the plan when I made Sam drive me there. I thought the house might be empty. Okay. Holly wasn't there and that it would be a place to be since I had to get out of Abiquiu. Okay. Great. All right. Then we'll call it a night. Actually, the sister B wants to go back in because she doesn't actually. Does sister B know Joe's story at all? Nope. No. Zero. Mm, so zero. just on a, just a really quick thing, sister B goes back in the house, opens the door, and Joe, I suppose, would be sitting in the kitchen. Yeah, I was still. Uh, I was looking at the quarter, and then I just kind of got lost in my own thoughts, and then I had my little nervous tick moment, and yeah. Yeah, and so. What Sister B has learned, it doesn't actually, she does, you know, she can't put it all together because with information that she knows or doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And so she would uh, quietly uh, go, you know, I just asked Joe and she says, Joe, I have one quick uh, qu- question to ask you. I'm um, uh, Betty Lou was uh, uh, talking to me and uh, was saying things about uh, about your your parents. No, her parents. (laughs) (laughs) And so when uh, Sister B says, She said, what? Just that's what she wanted to see her reaction. Okay. And she says, yes. And 
Sister B's psychology and such as like that could tell her then if what she was told is or shown is accurate by Joe's. Well, Dis- Joe is uh, just, I'll describe for the podcast that can't see that my eyes are going back and forth very quickly and I am looking tense and uncomfortable and like I want a way out. And then uh, Sister Bira go, no, it is okay. She she just uh, told me uh, a few a few little things that she seems to know. I don't know how she knows these things. Have You must have I met her before in past. I don't know either. She shouldn't know these things about uh, about uh, what happened to your parents because sister b once again is throwing a question and trying to see reaction make a dex roll as you do this who uh joe oh sure because i have this vision of pappy in the background rolling the the hobo nickel between his <laughs> fingers uh i got that's a hard success okay and so instead of right instead of rubbing your quarter you're Mm -hmm. now like clinching it tightly so we just have this moment like cinematically where pappy's in the background rolling it joe you're tensely engaged and you've lost kind of all your fidget and everything else and you're just squeezing now right Mm -hmm. like painfully squeezing y'all go ahead and finish your dialogue and sister b goes oh in She's she's read it from all those uh, actions and such going on with Joe. Uh, she's read everything she needs to know. And she goes, oh, Joe, uh, perhaps we need to uh, find a good place in the house to uh, rest tonight. We are all very, very, very tired. And maybe we, we will talk about Miss uh, uh, Betty Lou an, another time and uh, uh, feel better about this night and uh, the things we have talked about i i I was very disturbed by this woman and oh and sister b swoons a little bit and sits down in one in a chair and just says oh oh i need to sit too there's too too many things going on in our heads i think i need to be alone and And joe is going to Mm -hmm. walk out of the room and go down to the basement to where collie used to stay okay all right and we'll in the night there then such suspense (laughs) that's going to do it for us tonight until next time you can find us at underthelibrary.com or hit us up on twitter I'm there at tall and nerdy Michael is under the LIB and don't forget have a listen to our other podcast That is called Up Your RPG. So for me, for Michael, for Chris, for Emily, for Wayne, for Scott, and even for the absent Rick, thanks so much for joining us. We will see you next time. You're a real tough cookie with a long history. You're breaking little hearts like the one in me. The meat guy is Pat Benatar. <laughs> They're one in the same. I'm trying to think of alt lyrics for Eddie, right? He's like, come on, guys. I'll shoot you with my best shot. But I can't do an Eddie accent. Wait, that was supposed to be Eddie from this game? Like Eddie Ten Fingers? Eddie. Eddie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got my Cthulhu.
blue mask on. Can you see me? I'm looking for you through the holes in the mask. I'm a deity from Bond. They look like stars. I love you guys. Hit me with your best shot. Doom, 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 doom. That song's terrible. 